0: what's up everybody welcome to the view from jamestown podcast edition this is episode 58 this is the august 2021 edition and we are sitting down this morning with tcc president rob roach and vp of sales and marketing adrian petrarca good morning gentlemen
1: good morning
2: good morning ben how you guys doing sweaty been running around (laughs) (laughs) preparing for a hurricane to hit us over the weekend so uh
0: yeah, it feels like it came up fast, and all of a sudden we're looking at this path, and it's, like, coming straight at us.
2: Yeah, literally coming straight at us. But we've got uh, backup on backup on backup, so I think we're going to be fine here at TCC. But still, you know, a uh, lot of preparation, uh, a lot, lot to do just to make sure things are tied down. And uh, and uh, if it does, is is a direct impact that we're prepared as much as we can be.
0: Yeah, and I guess talking about the upcoming hurricane is a good segment right into one of our first topics is talking about quarter three, I think. Now we're in mid-August. We're peak start of the hurricane season. So if you haven't been thinking about it already, now is absolutely the time to probably start thinking about it, Uh, whether that's moving around raw materials, understanding your supply chains. Not a bad time to ramp up inventories um, in in advance of the impending hurricane season, as we're already seeing with this first one coming up strong.
1: Yeah, I guess if there's one good thing is that the hurricane's heading towards Rhode Island and not the Gulf Coast? Because I don't know if the chemical industry could take a, yeah. <laughs> a massive storm right now. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. If, if there is any positive in this, that's uh, one, one piece.
0: Not great for us, but good for the broader chemical industry. Yep.
2: Yeah, we're still recovering on the Gulf Coast from last year and, and prior years. So, you know, that, that is one uh, positive thought.
0: Yeah, between the hurricanes last year, the ice storms we had in February, I think you're definitely right. We probably can't take another hurricane right about now. hmm um, but I think absolutely. I think we've we've seen a bunch of reports coming out that it's going to be a, uh, I think above average hurricane season this year. Is the way it's being described. So, uh, like we said, certainly not a bad time to wrap up inventories.
2: I think it's a prudent <clears throat> prudent time to to look at your inventories, build inventories, uh, be prepared as much as you can.
0: And also speaking on inventories, talking about China, uh, I know AJ, you had a good correspondence come across from uh, i believe it was a supplier or contact talking about what's coming up in china um i think i know we at least i personally had forgotten about the fact that china's hosting the winter olympics in february um so i know we're seeing a bunch of potential issues with ports being closed or operating minimally uh difficulties getting out getting material out of china for q1 it's i think gonna be interesting what was that overall feeling
1: yeah it's not it's not looking good i mean we're already in a bad uh position from china to the u.s. right now as far as logistics goes and um you know with the upcoming uh olympics and then the chinese new year also coming up in february um i don't know if you probably remember the last time china had the olympics there they just shut down production and well in advance to try to cut down smog and pollution because uh you know they want to look good for the for the world scale um so this probably going to be a lot of that and uh also a lot of logistics constraints with all the you know there's a lot of stuff that needs to be shipped when the olympics happen you know there's a lot of a lot of things behind the scene that people don't realize a lot of increased freight and and movement so it's gonna it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better
0: yeah i think the report you said like the the ports could essentially be closed to commercial traffic for what like all of q1 almost
1: yeah certain ports like ones that they use specifically for the olympic uh equipment uh we're told that you know there'll be increased security and you know chemicals uh won't be you know as uh as welcome there as other as other commodities potentially so it's gonna it's gonna cause some major major supply constraints and uh you know we're planning now here we are coming towards the end of august we're we're already planning for q1 and q2 2022 business um and getting things shipped and secured and um you know this is a lot earlier than we typically do that
0: yeah and, and what is the outlook like what when sh- when are we telling customers to have orders and buy and confirm by to to meet a q1 arrival
1: i mean if if, if it was me i'd be ordering now yeah. for q1 q2 yeah. arrival that's what i'm suggesting to people i mean it's gonna you know it's gonna add cost to uh you know get it here and, and warehouse it but i mean that's that's the security of having it here because yeah. i think if you wait until november december I mean, vessel space isn't going to be available. Even right now, vessel space is really bad. I think just as we get closer to that uh, February 2022 time frame, it's just going to be non-existent.
0: Yeah. So we're not talking about the planning phase. We're talking about, you know, the action phase. You should start really be looking at this and placing orders and getting ready.
1: Yeah, I'm treating this like this is the action phase. Yeah.
0: And obviously, I think freight's not any better anywhere else in the world. I mean, China's maybe exceptionally bad, but I think we're still seeing issues in and around Europe, um, starting to get maybe a little bit tighter coming out of places like South America, obviously missing our Latin American operations advantage today. <laughs> but um, you know, I think we're still seeing freight issues globally uh, continue to be an issue.
2: Yeah, uh, locally and globally. I yeah. mean, we we're having freight issues uh, just moving product out of the ports, uh, getting chassis, getting ISOs moved, getting liquid bulk moved dry bulk isn't nearly as much of an issue but uh so on the local level on a macro level to AJ's point I mean even if you do order now we're seeing sometimes four to six week delays before it even hits the port and then of course the COVID restrictions in China you know that that's having further impact on even getting it through the port so um and COVID will continue to be a problem in China only uh only china could shut things down the way that they do when they do have an outbreak and uh, we've seen some pretty significant impacts from that and then uh looking at the global scale um freight right now is is very expensive no matter what your uh, origin is and and what your destination is
0: and that's assuming you can actually get a load booked, whether it's a truck or an ocean vessel. Uh, it, assuming you get it booked, it's expensive. But that's assuming you can even get it booked. We're seeing issues just even getting trucks booked. Getting yeah, we're having issues vessels. out of
2: Europe, Middle East, yeah. uh, Latin America. Uh, going to Latin America, we're seeing issues across the board, and uh, and and especially the the biggest impact is delays. Yeah. So uh, Q1 Q2 seems like a far uh, far far planning stage out, but in reality we'll probably only hold that product for a month or two by the time it gets here
0: yeah it's it's amazing how incredibly difficult it's gotten Uh, i think the only overwhelming advice we can give is just be flexible allow as much lead time as possible and just you know i think flexibility is the biggest thing we can be telling customers right now
2: the supply chain issues are are still really uh, evident and people are starting to think, well, commodities are going to change. Things. Lumber, you know, price went up and dropped. Yep. It's not going to happen across the board. You know, they're seeing uh, oil prices drop, and they think that's going to have an impact on the cost and the supply chain. It's not. Uh, things are completely separated still. So, um, raw material costs uh, versus the cost of supply of uh, goods, it's completely, uh, you know, it's completely separate right yeah. now and, and will be.
1: Yeah, yeah, freight rates approaching. No, you know, freight rates approaching twenty thousand dollars, and you know maybe go to the close to forty thousand dollars. That's going to be a huge driver for a lot of things that we buy going forward. You know, I read an interesting article. I think it was yesterday. One of the major uh, container shipping companies they made uh, in the last six months. They made more profit than the prior ten years combined. So you know they have essentially the same fixed cost, and just yeah. with these freight rates at the levels <clears> that they are, they're you know. They're doing real well, but a lot of people are looking at it to see if they're, it's all above, you know, all you know, on the up and up to make sure they're not, uh, you know, kind of talking with each other and, and fixing fixing freight rates. So um, mm. we'll see what comes out of what comes out of that. Seems criminal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At some point, supply and demand fundamentals changes to potentially conspiracies and things like that happening amongst the companies. So it'd be interesting to see what comes out of this in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. assuming in a couple of years. Fair rates in China are no longer twenty, thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> we can yeah, all the hope other for that.
2: the other side of that coin is that there has <clears throat> been um, a business methodology to keep inventories extremely low. And then you throw on top of that a pandemic where you just yep. see your business go to zero overnight. And so there was no preparedness. There's further weakening of that preparedness and then a absolute rush of demand where We have impacts from weather events that we can't supply enough. So as much as you want to say that there is some conspiracy here, there really, if you look at it, it's been happening over the last 10 years where, you know, uh, the accounting principles have meant keeping very low inventories and, you know, just in time and all these business practices that are not really prudent in the current, in the modern world.
0: Yeah, and we had our one of our logistics partners the logistics company on our last episode and we'll probably have them on next episode to give them a break for this one but it was interesting talking with them and trying to understand what the what the bottleneck is whether it's drivers whether it's trucks whether it's chassis it, it seems like the answer to that question is just yes it's everything's tight there's a shortage of everything coupled with incredibly high import demand and container demand it's just kind of a perfect storm unfortunately and
2: nothing's being
0: done yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and that's the, what what is what is the fix i mean manufacture more trucks hire more drivers i don't
2: i talked to a truck to one of our um our trucking partners the other day and they said you know as crazy as it seems allow people to come in from mexico or other countries to drive you know if they have the proper licensing and background yeah. checks and being vetted i mean You know, there's things you can do, um, but really, there's so many problems on so many levels globally. Um, This is just one of them, and I don't think it's being properly paid attention to.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, Something we're also keeping a close eye on, the trade and tariff piece. Obviously, we're still dealing with the 25% uh, duties out of China, so those seem like they're going to be hanging around for a while. Um, as more and more companies are doing importing and exporting and looking at new supply chains for their raw materials, uh, we have an upcoming mini-series focusing on importing, exporting, as well as anti-dumping regulations. So that should be coming out probably in the next four to six weeks or so. Um, But we're looking forward to that as the trade and tariff and import and export continues to be a, a major topic and i think will continue to be a big discussion point probably through at least the end of this year into into next year obviously coming upon christmas season so more and more goods coming over from china for um holidays so it's not going to get any better anytime soon
2: yeah you would think maybe something they could do is drop the tariff but that will just <laughs> increase the number of imports which we can't handle at a current pace so yeah uh i think the infrastructure uh thing might you know be a good thing in the long run mm-hmm. uh Maybe they can do something to, to, to ease the traffic through the ports uh, as part of that infrastructure plan. You know, we are going to be um, a net importer of things, you know, a variety of different things, probably uh, in perpetuity. So I think it would be pretty prudent to to fix that system.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thinking about price updates and trends for August, I know we're kind of right in the middle of the month, so keeping an eye on what might happen here for September. Um, Crude oil coming down a bit, benzene coming down a bit. Uh, we're seeing propylene numbers that seem like they're trending upwards. So mm. a little bit of mix there. Um, but like you said, as close as we can try to follow these raw material numbers, the pricing it seems like coming in for September and the next few months is really just going to be supply and demand and, and market driven.
2: I think the highlight is propylene. You know, uh, there's some real concern about propylene and and the values and the availability. Uh, so you know, keep an eye on that one because we're already seeing somewhere around uh, 40 cents between uh current uh spot and contract uh that's that's a huge gap so that's going to drive pricing uh at some point even though you have that supply and demand um fracture between pricing and raw materials but propylene is definitely one we're we're paying uh, a lot of attention to right now
0: yeah I know we are talking just before this recording about some of the products you manage as well and similar things, no matter what the raw material is doing, it seems like it's all just supply and demand driven on what, what pricing is doing for the next month.
1: Very largely supply and demand driven. And a lot of the products that I manage come from, uh, you know, are imported and come from places like China. So it's, you know, subject to ocean freight and, uh, yep. you know, if you, can, if you can get it. So, you know, not very much, uh, you know, driven by raw materials at all at this point.
0: And unless there's any other recommendations you guys can make, it's really just keeping in touch with your contacts from your uh, suppliers to understand what's happening in pricing. You know, I think a lot of purchasing managers historically might have looked at some of these raw materials and pricing to figure out what pricing is going to do, but it's really just talking to whether it's your supplier contacts or people in the industry to understand what's happening and what the outlooks can be on pricing because it's not really something you can nail down in a figure, I guess.
2: Yeah, we're seeing in a few products, we're seeing producers coming back online and, and offering lower pricing um you know and and but i think that it's you know prudent advice to keep everybody in the mix at this point because uh even though we're seeing these potentially offers a lower pricing the proof is in the pudding when you get deliveries and there's limited supply and of course you go back to uh freight and logistics and there's a uh, problems with getting it there so yep. Um, you don't want to put all your eggs in any basket at this point because um, wherever you can get it, I'd say you should get it, especially with uh, demand staying relatively strong. Whether it's in you know uh, coatings or, or, or in paints or you know across the board, you know, in, in what we service, uh, demand remains very strong.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had a call just this morning from a guy that was buying. I forget what the product was, but he was basically single stores, You know, couldn't get material. There was a, a delay in material and. of scrambling to find backup sources so case in point you know try to have as many sources as you can
2: i think we're seeing that every day you know uh friends and and even fair weather friends coming (laughs) coming out of the uh the woodwork looking for supply of things that we've uh historically supplied them or things maybe that we haven't because uh you're seeing that that breakdown happen at all levels
0: yep uh featured products new products and things that are coming in for the for the fall season i know we have a uh inventory of phallic hydride that we're still stocking and and prepared to sell Um, yeah something that we're looking at here right readily
2: yep we still have uh, some of that left uh it seems to be going out pretty well um coming into seasonal products too you know things like methanol and glycols um you know so that's going to start really ramping up i think we just brought in four new rail cars uh for methanol for the season and uh um, so yeah i mean we're you know we're excited about uh the seasonal products and and uh and yeah, you know the uh, all the uh you know we are pretty strong in the uh ester derivatives, you know things like thalic and hydride two e h butanol et cetera so um and getting stronger, we're bringing in more products all the time,
0: yeah, looking more upstream obviously the, the plasticizers continues to be a big thing for us uh as there's more and more sources and maybe producers coming back online, we do still have a significant base of uh, products, both domestically and via imports available, so as a secondary source or um, you know, primary source, we're happy to take a look at pretty much anything. for,
2: And bulk and package yep. and, and a complete line. You know, you talk about from citrates to benzoates to phthalates to terephthalates you name it, we've got it. So yep. we've got a real robust line and uh, we're ready to go.
0: Absolutely. Thinking about trade shows a little bit. Um, seems like some stuff starting to get planned for the fall. Um, we're hopefully looking forward to it. Um, I know the Chemicals America show is coming up in Charleston. Only two, three weeks, so that'll come up before we do our next recording. Um, Keeping an eye on that one. Uh, The elastomer Conference in Pittsburgh. uh, AFPM coming up in San Antonio. That's AFPM 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also keeping an eye on AFPM 2022, which will go back to the normal March 2022 schedule. Um, As well as the Compounders Conference hosted by Plastics in December. So a uh, slate of trade shows and events coming up, hopefully Fingers crossed things go as planned and we're keeping a close eye on them. Um, I know I think we're all ready to get back to shows and conferences and shaking hands and traveling with our booth and getting it all set up and the fun that goes around that. So hopefully looking forward to some of those shows coming back soon.
1: For sure. Looking forward to it.
0: I think we're all anxious to get back out there in whatever capacity we can.
2: Yeah, it's been a good summer. Visiting with people, having uh, meals with people again, sharing information. Uh, Hope that continues into the fall. The Delta variant is certainly having an impact all of a sudden. And uh, with kids going back to school, um, there are probably going to be uh, some more concerns. But hopefully, it'll all go off. Uh, we're, we're 100% in. We're ready to go, shipping our booths to uh, to Charleston. And, and looking forward to seeing all our producing partners and friends at, at AFPM. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're in. Uh, hopefully, it stays that way.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting back to some in-person meetings. I think Rob's probably excited to delete go-to meeting off of his laptop, if I had to guess. Yes. <laughs>
2: I can't take it anymore
0: (laughs) it's been a been a great tool for the past i guess close to 18 months now but teams
2: zoom go to all of it yeah i mean it's been a great tool uh but nothing uh nothing can replace in person and relationships in in this business or any business in my opinion
0: agreed agreed well i think that was a relatively short concise episode but a lot of Good stuff going on, a lot of similar stuff. We're keeping an eye on, obviously, the fall and all the fun that comes along with it. Um, but having to wrap things up here.
2: Don't wow. let your guard down, really. Yeah. Yep. yep, don't let your guard down. I mean, if uh, we're up here in the northeast getting hit with a hurricane, you know, and this is early in the season of that, we go right through November. Um, the the supply chain, that the outlook that AJ gave for China is very important. I hope you pay attention to that. Uh, because uh, the first half of, of, of next year is going to be really difficult in terms of uh, um, China supply. Yep. So be, be prepared, uh, like the Boy Scouts say, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think you, I think that's a prudent advice right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, if you're not already looking at it, definitely be sure to take a look at it. I know we had some good China write-up info, so I'm sure we can send that out if anybody wants to reach out to any of us. We're happy to share the info that we're getting, because um, I know it's all important and certainly timely. Now's the, now's the time to start planning. Bye now. Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Good talking to y'all. Thank you. Uh, man. We'll certainly catch you on the next uh, September episode here coming up soon. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate you listening and whatever format you're streaming on. And uh, we'll see y'all soon.